I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm executive senior host, Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist, yeah. And your actual name? And your name? Uh, oh, right. My real name. <laughs> Who needs that? Marcus. Okay. There we go. Marcus, when are you going to release like a smooth jazz album? Oh, actually, maybe in like a few months. Well, you say that as if it was like on the docket. Uh, I mean, it's on my docket. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, so you're going to yeah. branch out in music as well. Okay. Oh, Marcus yeah, might have some plugs oh. in a couple months. <laughs> Just a few. Can we can we get a little sample here for the for the, for the people? No 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 no. You gotta you gotta get the album first. Okay, all right. That's your sample. <laughs> I see how it is. Well, we wanted to talk about the first thing, the big order of business today. The biggest thing happening is the Amazon Prime Day uh, strike. Um, yes. Heck yeah. Uh, warehouse workers across the country are walking off the job uh, for Amazon to protest their terrible working conditions. And it's the two biggest days for Amazon. It's Prime Day. They have a bunch of crazy deals or whatever. It's supposed to be like big low prices. And this is going to be like a basically a, 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 you know protesting against that. Um, now, Marcus, as an as a former employee of the, the Amazon Corporation, any thoughts on, on this? Uh, this is great. This is freaking amazing. And I wish I was there for it. Um, the only thing that kind of worries me about it is that they... They usually stock up before the the Prime Day happens, so I feel like this should have happened like either last week or a little bit earlier to have like a actual impact, like a harder impact. So, Marcus, did you ever work on a Prime Day? I did work on a Prime Day. It's it's one of the blackout days because it's like, oh yeah, you you have to work because we have to get our shit in for Prime Day. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty rough. You're probably going to work like at least 10, 12 hours. Actually, yeah. 10 is the minimum, usually, for Amazon. Because at least when I worked there, it was four days on, three days off. So, wow. Like, I actually yeah. read a statistic that said that uh, the average Amazon warehouse worker walks 17 miles every day. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Good God, that's a long-ass fucking distance. Yeah, especially with how big the, the freaking fulfillment centers are. It's just an insane walk. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I worked at uh, the ones that have, like, the big, like, a lot of big products. So there's a lot of machines about. So, like, but they're cars. Still, like, yeah, you've got, like, your, what is it, your pallet riders, your, your pickers, your stowers, all that stuff. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of machines rolling around. None of the automated ones in the one I was any working on. Big Macs? Did you guys sell any Big Macs? Those are pretty good, right? <laughs> no, no, none of those. Okay, okay. I guess McDonald's kind of has that market cornered. Yeah. Oof, yeah. man. And they defend it yeah. hard. <laughs> well, there's a couple other uh, businesses as well that people are striking and, and boycotting. Uh, not only Amazon, but also Twitch, because Twitch is owned by oh, Amazon. Cool. So people are like, don't stream, don't watch Twitch. Uh, Whole Foods, don't go there, don't buy anything, obviously. There's some other businesses, too. They're like smaller things, right, yeah. Seth? Yeah. I did watch a Twitch stream today. I'm not watching it anymore. I did not realize that was part of it, so I'm, I'm helping out in that one. Um, I don't. There's like a... The closest Whole Foods to me is like 20, 30 miles. I'm not using that shit. Um, but yeah, Amazon actually does own like a, several... I mean, I probably can't think of them off the top of my head, but they own a lot of companies. They're kind of like, you know, Google and Facebook in that way, where they just own like a bunch of shit. Um, they own Instagram? Is that one of their acquisitions? No, Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it Pinterest then? <laughs> so, there's some site that they, they, they own. Yeah, probably. They probably own some random ass sites. Whatever it is, don't use them. And also, guys, don't worry. I, I braved the storm and checked the Prime Day deals, and they suck. So, <laughs> there's nothing worth getting on there anyway. Um, well, yeah, I actually, the thing is, is it's very hard to not do business with Amazon because their infrastructure is like 40% of the fucking internet. Yeah. I did this thing earlier. There's, there's an app you can download that blocks all AWS services. And it's insane how many things I could not see on the internet anymore. Yeah, you just don't get, you can't just use that many apps anymore because, I mean, not only does, not only does Amazon own a lot of stuff, but AWS's infrastructure, I mean, for, like, anything from a beginner to, like, small business, like, web developers, I mean, AWS is super popular, so, I mean, even, like, Uh, small business sites would be blocked. For the people who don't know what AWS is, please uh, inform them. Oh, I thought you were going to do it. So, um, AWS is Amazon Web Services. Basically, it's a, I mean, a pretty popular thing. Every big company does it now. Google does it. Microsoft does it. Um, basically, software as a service, or basic um, infrastructure as a service. So, one of the biggest uh, hurdles you face as a web developer or anybody who's trying to make some kind of web presence um, bigger than just a landing page is to have servers, and you know, so that you can have traffic and you can like serve maybe files or whatever you want to people who come to your site. Um, and then places like Amazon Web Services make it easy. You just go in there and basically you rent their hardware. You can pay like a flat fee. You can pay like per gigabyte, whatever you use. And basically they handle all of the really, really difficult stuff about setting up a website. And then the developers and the business owners just get to focus on their jobs. Um, it does make things a lot easier for a lot of web developers. But of course, taking part of it, it does mean that you're taking part in Amazon's uh, infrastructure. So yeah, Jeff Bezos, the richest person in the world, even after his divorce, I think he has like what seventy billion now. He's still the richest guy in the world. Did she? Did she really yeah. get half? Uh, yeah, he didn't sign a prenup, dude. So she must yeah. be the second richest person in the world. I believe she is actually. <laughs> that's the Kenzie Bezos. That's actually is. amazing. Good on her. Maybe she's terrible too, but at least she stole some money from Bezos. Yeah. So. The thing, like the whole thing, is I'm I'm seeing. By the way, this happened last Prime Day too. There are some really fucking shitty takes from people. Oh yeah, we got uh, some hot takes on Twitter. Well, I mean, there's 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 some people who are like, oh, I'm a leftist, but I have to use Amazon for this thing, and I'm like, you can't wait two fucking days. You couldn't just not do it for two days. There's yeah. folks like I got I got to stream on Twitch. It's my business, and I'm like, 
come on, dude. What do you think the striking workers are doing? They're they're taking a pay cut. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty bad defense. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's like that's kind of what a strike is, you know. You, 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 know, you <laughs> yeah. got to lose something to gain something. Exactly. So. Like, oh, solidarity workers, but I still got a stream, and I'm like, well, you're not really having solidarity, then, are you? You're you're crossing the picket line. Yeah, and plus, dude, you probably have like 200 viewers at max, so give up. Yeah, you know. I did see an interesting. This is not interesting at all. Sorry, this is this is stupid. Uh, there's a guy Patrick Klepek. He's one of, one of my favorite games journalists. Um, he tweeted, "No Mario Maker mornings tomorrow." Because they stream on Twitch. He said, uh, "Solidarity with the workers at Amazon who are striking. Eat the rich." Yes. And then, hell yeah. Someone responded with, "Workers on strike have the right to strike peacefully." And new job applicants who aren't striking have the right to apply for their jobs and replace any striking workers peacefully. Wow. Um, I was like, well, good job being a fucking scab. Yeah, that's... This is the antithesis of strike. Strikes are meant to get things done. Yes, obviously, Amazon could just go out and find a bunch of people who will do all the work, but... The fact the fact is they're doing it on a day where it's supposed to be busy where you can't just, you know, replace the workers as fast and just plug and play whatever you can. The whole point of doing a strike. And I mean I don't I don't I mean the, the only I think the worst part about Prime Day so far is I haven't heard if there's any kind of, you know, response from Amazon as if they're gonna improve working conditions. Uh no, Amazon's just gonna post through it apparently. Yeah, wow. I mean they have so much money. <laughs> They really don't give a shit. I think that the I think the big thing is um, Amazon delivery drivers should do, should be on strike. Tell oh, you, yeah, that's, that's how you actually hurt them because they can they can probably work whoever isn't striking to the bone to get stuff out. But if the delivery drivers, because like pe- people don't know this, Amazon doesn't always use like UPS or FedEx anymore. They have their own special delivery drivers, especially for prime deliveries uh, in more populated areas. And I mean, there's pe- people who work for that. Um, they get paid shit money, they work shit hours, and they have to meet all these incredible quotas, just like, you know, Marcus talked about in our previous episode for the warehouse workers, to where a lot of these people are, like, they're having, like, water bottles to, like, take pisses in, and, you know, they really, they literally can't do anything but deliver packages all day, they, and it's, I don't know, it, it's terrible, and I really think that would be where you get them, because if, if people, if you order something, and it's not fulfilled as quickly as possible, but it still gets there on time... You don't care, but if you know those people start striking and don't deliver, especially all these. I mean, this is a prime day. If you don't deliver all these prime products and prime shipments, then you know the actual consumers will start to take notice. But as of now, I just I just don't see how this is going to affect stuff. Well, have you seen the? Uh, have you seen the? Uh, well, first of all, the thing about the the, the, the workers is have you seen the the new program they have where it's like a personal, like an individual worker will use their personal vehicle to deliver packages on their way home from work. Yes. It's like, give us your address, wow. and then we'll map out any possible deliveries between here and your house, and you deliver these, and we'll and you can bill us for the mileage or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, holy mm. shit. Which, just a heads up for anyone who doesn't know this, jobs where you have to drive your own personal vehicle, they're like, oh, we'll pay you for your mileage. Cool. They don't even pay you for all of your miles, though. Mm-mm. They pay you fifty. They pay you fifty cents on the gallon. Yep. So, mm-hmm. or some of them. It depends on where you work, I guess. But I know that's where right, right, right I worked. One place I used to work, it was fifty, fifty to seventy cents on the gallon, depending on you know what you were driving. And 
which is it's actually crazy. Like if you you're literally only using your personal vehicle at that time for work stuff, and if you were if you had a work vehicle, then you wouldn't be paying for gas at all. But the fact that you're using your personal one, you should be 100% covered. There's no reason you should get anything less than 100% compensation for that time. Mm-hmm, definitely, it's insane. Uh, when I first found that out, I was like, "Wait, why?" And the guy explained it to me. Was like, "Oh, that's how it is." I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm not driving on my own car I, then. I hate that shit. Like, oh yeah, that's how it is. That's how it's been. You know, so I'm not gonna complain. No, fucking complain about this shit. Like, because if you don't, they're just gonna keep adding crap until you fucking break. So yeah, we're just fuck gonna keep them. getting ass blasted. Yeah. And, and the thing too about that is, if you think about it, you should be getting paid for the gas you spend to go to work. Oh yeah. Oh. For sure, because you're only you're only using that gas to get to your job, like that's supposed that, that should be paid for. Because I mean, you wouldn't be doing it if you weren't. Yeah, and your public transport should be paid for too. If you take trains and stuff. Yeah, I would not be on the train at eight a.m. if it wasn't for my job. So why does that pay for it? I did see a great also tweet here. Well, great, I say great. Great, this is actually a terrible oh, tweet. And also tweet. Yeah, it's from a liberal or whatever who said. Uh, I'm still going to buy stuff on hashtag Prime Day. I know a guy who works in the warehouse and he's a real asshole and fuck that guy. Go fetch my dildo. Wow. What? So, they don't like one person who is 99% probably not going to be fulfilling this order. So, they're like, fuck all of these people. Prime Day. I'm not even sure if the Prime Day dildo sales are that good, though. This person might be screwing themselves <laughs> out of some money, literally. So. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, I no solidarity with you because you were mean to me once. Yeah. It's like, I mean, people are assholes. That's just how yeah. it is. It doesn't mean they don't, people don't, you know, deserve to have good working conditions and a, a you know, comfortable life sometimes. I keep seeing people go on and on about, oh, well, Amazon, they did what Bernie Sanders wanted and raised their minimum wage $15. Isn't that good enough? And it's like, no, because Amazon often subcontracts those jobs to other companies that don't have to follow that fucking rule. Yes. And yeah. as we discussed on this podcast, they took away stock options for any employees who are making that, that money. Yep. So they, in effect, actually got paid less with the wage increase. Exactly. Like, Marcus, did you work for Amazon Amazon, or did you work for a, a yes, third party? Yes, I did work for Amazon Amazon. Okay. Well, when I started, I think it was like $12, and I got moved up to 13 at some point. Oh, so you worked for you worked in the fulfillment center in the Amazon rainforest? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Putting more leaves on the trees, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you, Marcus. How long do you think it would train someone to do what you did? Um... Not very long. I was working at the inbound docks. So I was bringing packages, bringing pallets in, sorting the stuff, and just making more pallets. So it'd be pretty easy, especially if they have any, like, packing experience. Wow. Working at the docks. What a a regular Frank Sabatka. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Wire fans. But, But what's crazy is that I was doing that for seven months. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then when they rolled me over to stowing, it only took three weeks for them to fire me. I was like, "Wow, yeah, you're you're better uh, better inbound dot guy, I guess." Yeah. Just damn. Just 
fuck me. Damn, dude. Well, I mean, again, and was wasn't it because of like they said some bullshit about your efficiency not being high enough? Oh yeah, yeah, because because they sent a, a new manager to fire me, so <laughs> so so I couldn't like I didn't have any history with them, so I can't talk to him about it. And oh my god, they told me that I had like yeah, your your efficiency so low, man. Like you miss like sixteen something boxes. And I was like, mm, that's that's not what my supervisor told me. He said I missed ten. He's like, what? That's not that bad. <laughs> I was like, exactly. So what's the problem here? <laughs> and I missed ten out of a thousand things that I showed. A thousand. Damn, that's fucking cold, dude. Yes, that's like what L- less than one percent. <laughs> Fuck up. Somewhere around there, yeah. It's exactly one percent, but. Jesus Christ, it was, it, was, uh, it was just a shit day. Yeah, man, it's yeah. like, it's, it's just like, the thing is too, there, I saw an article today where Amazon's one or two day, whatever it is, delivery is literally killing the planet because the amount of resources needed to move that shit fast enough across the country where it needs to go, it's like, it's literally bad for the world. So not only is it is it a bad environmental problem, but it's also bad for the workers. So you shouldn't be doing it for multiple reasons, and those two being, in my mind, the two biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be entirely well, fine not that. having two-day shipping if it meant that, you know, the planet would live a little bit longer, or some people yeah. would have, like, a better life. I could absolutely wait. <laughs> I, I will gladly go back to the old days of waiting, like, five days for a thing, because I'm not... I guess I'm not, I guess I'm not, I don't want to say spoiled, but I think Amazon has purposely tried to spoil us. Oh yeah, because now, that's what they did was, um, especially in the beginning, Amazon Prime was like such a fucking deal that people, that once people got onto it and they started doing this Prime shipping, they don't like, they don't want to buy, they don't even want to buy shit from any site that isn't Amazon because like, oh, I'll have to wait, what, three or four days? Fuck that. I want to know exactly when I'm going to get it. And it, I mean, it's, it's a crazy, it's a very popular mentality now to just be like, oh yeah, if it's not on Prime, you know, whatever. I'll I'll only ever reach outside of Prime if it's something that I absolutely cannot get on Amazon. Yep. It's looking wild, dude. So yeah, uh, solidarity with the workers. Don't buy from Amazon. Don't stream on Twitch. Don't watch Twitch. Don't engage the Amazon services. Don't use Amazon Pay. Just for two days. That's all it is. We've already, we've already finished today. By the time you hear this, There'll be one day left, so just just for one day, try not to try not to use Amazon. Yes. And if on. you, if for any reason you decide you want to use Amazon during the next day or so, just put this podcast on repeat. Just yeah. constantly <laughs> listen to it, and uh, don't do it. Yeah, go back and listen to don't other episodes. Recommend it to a friend. If they're trying to buy stuff on Amazon, <laughs> you know, do whatever you got to do. Rate and review nice, us nice on, your, on your podcast. <laughs> Whatever do they say all the time on the podcast. What if that was the way we got our popularity spot? Because people were like, guys, the only way to not buy stuff from Amazon is to listen to these three idiots talk. And we get like <laughs> 40,000 downloads in a day. <laughs> Don't buy that shit from Amazon. Oh, we're like a song. Is this, right. this going to be on your jazz album? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what if we, we, we could be like the, like the, the front men for like no fat, but for Amazon. Mm. What is no fap? No masturbation? Yeah, remember no fap? No fap November? Uh, no fap no- I don't know no fap November. No, no, no. But is it like, do people like do it for longer than that? Uh, some people lose with that no fap lifestyle, man. Whoa. How do they orgasm? They don't. Wow. 
That's damn. Hey, shout out to those guys. I don't know how they're living. Seth's like, I didn't know that was a possibility. Like, damn. <laughs> it's kind of like your life is divided into two segments. It's life before you figured out you could orgasm and life after you figured that out. Yeah. And there's no going back for, except for some people, I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't know how. I met I met this one I met one guy in college who said he had never masturbated. Only one. Every other guy I talked to was like, Yeah, I fucking I'm masturbating right now, my dude. Like <laughs> every everybody else there's one we were all like, How is that even possible? Now had he ever fucked? No. He was okay. like a he was like one of the devout religious people who's like, Oh yeah, I'm not even gonna have any kind of Sexual feelings until marriage. Lame. Because that's what Jesus would do. Exactly. Jesus was out sucking and fucking his way up the strip, <laughs> whatever he could. <laughs> oh my god. But you know what? Speaking of guys who don't fuck, um, this is not a funny story. It has to be, it has to be reflected because it's so fucking crazy. Um, so there's this, there was, y'all know how on Instagram there are like, uh, girls who like model, I guess, or something like that. Yes, Instagram mm-hmm. models. Yeah. E girls, whatever they're called, I suppose. Um, so one of them yesterday was uh, was sadly murdered. Uh, she was 17 years old. Uh, she was an Instagram celebrity, and she was murdered by one of her fans. Um, and it, it was very uh, graphic. There are pictures. That the guy posted to Instagram of the the, the incident, and it, y'all, it's 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 pretty fucked up, is is what you can say about this. Um, this guy, uh, I'm not clear on the entire story of how he lured her out and did the whole thing, and I won't recount it anyways because it's not really our speed. But I just want to point out that this guy was a member of a group of people on the internet. You know how we talk about incels sometimes? Yes. These guys call themselves dark cells. Wow, what? Okay, so there's incels, brain cells, and dark cells now. Yes. Okay. Dark cells are guys who not only think they'll never fuck, and probably will never fuck, but actively do not want to fuck. They, they have, like, achieved some sort of, like, understanding of the universe where it's like, I will not fuck or masturbate or anything, and hate uh, women, and basically pl- they want to do what this dude did and kill women. Especially... Wow. You know, people, women who would be considered, I guess, uh, uh, this is a girl. She's 17. So this is a girl that he he killed uh, that are like, I guess, Instagram models or whatever. Yeah. And I read some of his posts. Y'all, if I had not known this guy went on to do this, I would have thought he was parodying Dark Cells. Really? It was the most insanely misogynistic shit of like, he went to a a fucking convenience store and bought like like a soft drink. And the the woman at the register, by the way, they call them moids, which is short for femoids. Yes, I've learned this. They call them foids and moids. I actually learned about this today. Um, they have all these weird uh, words for women because they don't want them to sound human. Yeah, exactly. And she told them to have a nice day. And you know how someone like that made that joke of like, you can't tell me what to do? Yeah, don't tell me how to live my life. He was like, he said that, but he was actually fucking furious. And he like threw some shit on the ground as he walked out of the out of the store. And if I had not known the rest of the story of what he did, I would have thought, oh, that's a joke. No one actually did that. Yeah. Turns out, someone fucking did. And then he fucking killed this this poor girl. And I mean, it really, that's, that's, that's fucked up, y'all. That's where we're at on the internet right now. I feel like dark cells are kind of like the people who are like, like, 
whenever a new band comes out and they never listen to them and then everyone else likes them, they're like, oh, you know what? They're not even that good anyway. Like, yeah, pe- people like that. That's, that's dumb. I'm, I'm too smart to, to listen to that band or like that movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just, it's, I'm too smart for that. That's, I feel like they're just, they're a, just obviously an offshoot of incels who have even less self-awareness, I guess. Yeah. Um, because they believe, you know, like you said, they believe they figured something else out about the universe. When in reality, you know, they're just, you know, awful people. And there's a reason that, you know, they haven't had sex. Yeah, it's because they're terrible human beings and no one wants to fuck them because they're just unfuckable losers. And it's not because, you know, it's not because of some sexual free market or women are too demanding of their of men. It's because you fucking suck. Like, you're just terrible. Yeah, That's remember, how it is. At, at the end of the day, there are more women than men. So this whole free market of having sex with the girls thing, it's in your favor, technically. So if you're a loser, you're just losing because you're bad and because people don't like you. And instead of channeling that and saying, hey, P- oh, they're the problem, just look at yourself. Just look, just take a look and be like, you know what? I'm actually the bad guy in this scenario. There's no, there is literally nothing wrong with realizing that you're the bad guy and trying to fix yourself. There's nothing wrong with trying to reform. But people who just dig themselves so deep into this ideology, they're a fucking problem. And obviously, they're a bigger problem now because they're literally murdering 17-year-old girls. Yeah, it's, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not sure how you fix this problem. Like, from a Marxist perspective, and this this is, of course, like, late capitalist alienation of, of young men. I get traces back to that, but I'm not sure how you fix these people. Can they be fixed? I mean, it's... At this point, it's like you, you don't want to be fixed because they've already set their, I guess, objectives and shit. I, I guess you can't. Like, what? Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you don't want to be fixed, you can't be fixed. And it just sucks. Apparently, yeah. when he, he called the police and told them what he'd done, and then he threatened to kill himself, and then he stabbed himself in the neck a couple of times. Bad way to there. kill yourself, bud. Yeah, he failed, apparently, uh, to end himself. And, of course, 4chan and is, is loving this. They're celebrating this dude, but I did Elliot Rogers. And so it's just a dark fucking chapter for, for, the, for the internet, in my opinion, because it's just like these people have, all, have always sort of been lurking around the edges, and they hadn't really done anything too wild, I guess, except for being just creepy and, and, and misogynistic. Yeah. And now they've murdered someone. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's kind it's, I don't know, it's two hands, it's one thing, it's the time we live in that people are, you know, just losing their minds, partially because of capitalism, I would say, and another, another thing is that, you know, the internet, while it has a lot of, you know, pros, like, there's some pretty heavy cons, like, this whole incel thing, there were incels back in the 60s. But they just didn't have a way to all talk to each other and become even more misogynistic. So some of them, you know, a lot of them either reformed or just kept being celibate and shut their fucking mouths. But now that there's a way for these people to actually come together on some fucking subreddit or 4chan thread and say, oh yeah, um, women are the problem, we should get rid of them. Um, it's it's just, it. not only does it help them dig themselves into a hole but it helps create more of them because 
I mean, there's there's a lot, a lot, a lot of young, impressionable people on the internet. And if you're some young kid who's reading this shit, who, you know, maybe maybe you're not good at talking to girls or something because you're, like, you know, really young, you might think, oh, well, actually, it's the girls that are the problem, and you'll become this way. Just like how these kids are getting into Ben Shapiro and all this right-wing shit. It's, I don't know, it's, it's very, it's a big problem with the internet that I feel like a lot of people don't even like talking about. And I think no, something needs to be addressed. Because the internet has allowed groups who have come together who are, in my opinion, good. Um, like, I mean, socialists, of course, and uh, transgender people have discovered yes. each other and the, created the rap group Brockhampton. Yes, we all know these <laughs> yeah. stories. Um, but it's also these incel guys and other people come together like bronies and shit. And it's just, it's gotten rough, y'all. Like, I saw some incels, by the way, who call themselves bone cells. You guys heard of these? No. What a, what, there's too many cells now. <laughs> Please tell me they're bone enthusiasts. They oh, are just... bone enthusiasts, Marcus. They think. That a few millimeters of bone on their face is what separates them from being a Chad. Oh, what? I have heard about these people. I didn't know they had a bo- had a name. But yes, there is this whole thing about how like if just if if their musculature and like their their bones are just a little bit different, they would be fucking pounding pussy for a living. Have you seen the photoshops themselves they've done to fix themselves? I have oh, not. Boy. This sounds amazing. They look like Cro-Magnon motherfuckers, like pre-human. Yeah, because if you look at like the pictures of like the bones that they that they think matter, it's like this would literally make you look. This would make your head eight times bigger, and you would look like a Geico caveman. Like honestly. <laughs> and then there are of course height cells. Oh my god, that's that's oh. that's my favorite one. <laughs> That's my favorite like, one. I'm too short to be fucked. And I'm like, incorrect, sir. Yeah. Because, <laughs> hey, even if, let's say every girl in the world had to have a guy who was as tall or taller than them, girls are still on average shorter than men. So you have a pretty good chance, my dude. Like, yeah. y- people are just, I don't know, man. People, the, the height sells is the funny. Oh, I love all the pictures where it's like, a regular size guy next to Master Chief, and it's like five foot eleven, six foot, like <laughs> how people see it or whatever. Those are always so funny. But yeah, people people use shit like that all the time to justify shitty behavior and shitty ideologies. Yeah, and like did y'all see the, the Bagel Boss guy? Yes. No, I didn't oh, see this. God. Marcus, please explain <laughs> Bagel Boss to Seth. So. So this dude's buying a bagel from a bagel shop. I love it. <laughs> and pr- before this, he's already been harassing the women who, who are working there. Uh-huh. They're trying to give him this bagel. And so he gets his bagel. Uh, I-, I forgot what triggers him, but he's just like, you just fuck off. You know, get back. Get away from me. <laughs> and he starts ranting about how, how women aren't going to fuck him because he's short. And she's like, um... What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, what does that do with us right now? Just take a bake and go home. <laughs> he starts raging at her for no reason. And then just anybody who, like, tries to, like, interject and say, Hey, dude, you're you're freaking out a little bit. It's like, fuck you. Fuck you, too. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. Oh, my God. It's, it's, God, I, I, did, I don't understand it. Like, yeah, I love it because you can just find somebody's true color so quick. Yes, put them in a insane. slightly inconvenient scenario and they just you know they'll just say the n-word or something and you're like whoa whoa this wasn't even about this <laughs> that was the one thing he time. didn't do was use a racial slur if he had done that he'd complete the fucking trifecta yeah mm. um 
I do want to say real quick um, about uh, the Bagel Boss guy. They sent a reporter to interview him after his freakout, and I swear to God, it had to have been it had to have been intentional. They sent a very tall woman, woman to interview him. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> and she's just like holding the, the fucking microphone at waist level so he can talk into it. And y'all, they it had to be on purpose. There's no way it wasn't. Um, very much hope so because that's amazing and i love when uh when these guys uh get some shit dealt to them it's pretty funny yep uh one last note on the the sadly going back to the murder thing uh her name was bianca devins and uh, uh rest in peace yeah yep. rest, rest in peace. all right Moving on, I heard I heard Seth, you had something to talk about when it comes to everyone's favorite mayor in New York. Are you talking about uh Butt Jewel? Butt Jewel, yeah, that's the yeah. one. <laughs> Jewel as in J U U L, the uh the vape thing. Now we're talking. Um that's how he's gonna start getting votes. He's just changed his name to Butt Jewel. Um <laughs> So I know very little about Paul Butt Geek. I know two things. His last name was Butt Geek, which is pretty funny. So there's one thing. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is I know that he like slows jam the news with Jimmy Fallon, which I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna blame Jimmy Fallon or any of these people. They're just it's whatever. But I can't imagine a more pasty person to slow jam the news with than Paul Buckgeek. So or Pete Buckgeek, whatever the fuck his name is. Pete, yeah, Pete Buckgeek. Um so yeah, probably not a very good uh clip for uh, old Fallon there. But <laughs> But he uh, he went on Twitter and he posted, I guess this is in response to the uh, concentration camps that America has set up and no one cares about. Um, he says, as an immigrant and a citizen, my dad cared deeply about his country. Once when he was speaking at a campus um, to protest against Reagan's accommodation of the apartheid, a passing student noticed my dad's brown skin and unique accent and called out, go home. He answered, I am home. Um, this is supposed to be an inspirational tweet about how, oh, people come to America and they make it their home, which is the opposite of what's going on right now. We're not letting people make it their home, but whatever. I'm sure he's against it because, you know, he's, you know, milk toast or whatever. Um, but not for all the right reasons. He's probably not as angry as he could be. But the best part is, if you see a picture of Pete Buckgeek's dad, um, I mean, he looks kind of like... You know, John Lithgow meets like the dad, the, the the friend's dad from a sitcom. You know that, and I'm yep. not sure if you know this, but those guys are not played by men with brown skin. No. Um. So yeah, his dad is a regular ass white guy. Um, yeah, Pete. Uh, Pete Butchug's dad is from Malta, um, which is a country that no one knows about and no one yeah, cares about. No one's fucking heard of Malta. I'm sorry. It's considered like an Arabic country, maybe, or like a, like a Mediterranean. But his dad looks like a like any regular with a tan on him, which I assume it's a yes. tanless guy, like any guy in Florida. Yeah, his dad fully gets all of white privilege. There's nothing yeah. being taken away from this man. Maybe he had a funny accent, so I don't think he was Italian. And the Italians are white. They've been they've been white since the 50s. Get over it. Yeah, Italian people are white people. Oh, we should speak about this, actually. Yes. Um, so did y'all hear what happened with uh, uh, the Democrats recently? 
be more specific. Um, okay, so obviously the the, uh, the squad, as they're called, which is um, Alejandro Ocasio Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, um, Ayanna Presley, and Ilhan Omar. Mm-hmm. Are four progressive women of color, uh, new freshmen, uh, freshmen in the Democrat uh, Congressional Caucus. They have uh, spoken out against the concentration camps for having a southern border. Let's say it again: they are concentration camps. Yes, That's they, what they are. One hundred percent by definition concentration camps. And they went so far, speaking out against them, as to basically uh, like vote against a vote against a bill. The, con- the bill's contents, which would have given more money to the concentration camps, and this money was supposed to be earmarked for like better facilities for the the migrants, but you know they're not going to use it for that. No, like they never would. So they did that, and they, and and a bunch of Democrats joined with the Republicans to pass the bill anyways, um, by like a pretty narrow margin. So the, the, the AOC and the squad were, were pretty pissed off about this, obviously, and they took the Twitter, and they got into a fucking slap fight with Nancy Pelosi, um, who is basically calling them children and saying they're stupid for, for you know not voting the way she told them to vote. And yeah. it turned into a full-blown like fucking shit fight between the Democrats. Um, and then uh, Donald Trump weighed in uh, yesterday saying that these four congressmen should go back to their countries and fix them and then tell us how to do it. Wow. Interesting fact. Uh, Only one of them was born outside of the U.S. Which one? Uh, Ilhan Omar. Um, yes. So I'll just say to Donald Trump, um, how about your wife goes back to her country and fucks fat, schlubby, dementia-ridden people there? <laughs> it's... But my, my whole thing is like, so the, the president just said something insanely racist. He basically said, go back to Africa. Yes, That's he, what he said. He told them to shut up and dribble. Yes. Yeah. He assumed these these four women of color were, were from other countries because uh, of his fucking pudding brain. He'd heard, I guess, Ilhan Omar was a refugee or something like that and applied it to all of them. And then, but the thing was, now Nancy Pelosi gets to get off the, get, gets, gets to get off completely. She doesn't get any blame anymore because she's we didn't support. And I'm like, I am so fucking ready for the Democrats to just finally have this fucking fight between the conservatives and the progressives. Let's just see who wins. Yeah, I agree. They gotta burn that fucking party down. Build just start over. Because it doesn't represent anybody anymore except for corporate interests. Yeah. Um, but so, here's the thing about, about this, this whole situation. Is... It doesn't matter because the concentration camps are still open. We are still putting people in. Uh, did y'all see the pictures that came out when when Mike Pence went to go see them? No, but I can't imagine no. they're flattering. It's really not, guys. It's like indoor warehouses with like uh, like chain link fences inside. With just just I mean, men packed in so tight you can't you can't sit down, you can't lay down inside these cages. Just wall to wall humans, and they're like they're like screaming for help, and Mike Pence just looks over them as they're not even there. And Lindsey fucking Graham, that piece of shit from South Carolina, also just like mm, I don't really see all this, and said, "Oh, the conditions are great." Mm. So I implore all of these people to go live in them for a year. 
and see if they like it. I'm really starting to feel like we are in the Weimar Republic, guys. Like, like these, yeah. like we're like. You know how we always look back today and think, how, why did the Germans do anything? Why didn't Why didn't they actually like like try to, to like stop the Nazis? And they're all they always have these like weird excuses. I'm like, get ready for your excuse because here it is. Yeah, like, we're, we're the ones making the excuses now. Exactly. Yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, you know, saying I would die for my kids is totally valid, and people will, co- will commend you for it. But if you want to say, oh, I'll cross a border for my kids, then oh fuck you, get get stuffed into a box. You know? Yeah. Like, isn't that weird that we have this mentality? Yeah. And, yeah, the concentration camps, it's its such a fucking... It's a bummer. And then people and then people decided to galaxy-brain themselves into being okay with the whole... Um, the passing of the bill to increase funding. Because they're like, oh, if we don't do this, then the conditions will only be worse. It's yeah, like, yeah. If, if you don't give us the money... Out. If you don't give us the money, I'll do it to it worse. And I'm like, what do you fucking mean I'll do it worse? Yeah, is that a threat? That's like abuser logic. It's very much abuser logic. It's like, hey, you stay with me, somebody out there could punch you harder. You know? Like, it's, it's so weird. It's fucking crazy. And we're all just, okay, I guess I guess we'll deal with that someday. How soon? I mean, uh, all the conservatives are up in arms because of like, they were saying, oh, AOC got owned. AOC got owned on Twitter because she didn't. She interviewed um, uh, the former ICE director, Thomas Holman. And the exchange basically said, was like, AOC said that, you know, the, 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 the child separation is wrong. We shouldn't separate families from their children. And this Holman guy was like, man, if I was drunk driving uh, and I was pulled over and I had a kid in the car, they would take him away from me. And she said, well, that's not really the same as seeking like, people. It's legal to seek asylum in the United States of America. And he said, okay, well, if you want to seek asylum, go to a legal port of entry. And then she just said, okay, well, moving on. And people were like, oh, she got home. She was speechless. She couldn't say anything. But like, what do you say to a person who equi- like, equi- like, thinks that drunk driving is equivalent to fleeing violence in your country? Yeah. And that if it were as easy as he says, everyone would be doing it. You know? Yeah, we make the ports of entry incredibly hard to get through. That's the whole point of them. This guy's a fucking idiot. That's insane. And the thing is, that's the the thing, is these conservatives, they they have no actual logic. They just follow this one thing just to get ahead. Because if Donald Trump would have the same thing, if somebody would have made a good point to him... Or what they thought was a good point, whether it was good or not. And he was like, okay, next question. They'd be like, oh, good on Trump for not letting all these bullshit questions come through. But then when AOC does it, because she's like, I'm done with this shit, um, they they pan her. It's like, you have no internal logic. Yeah, that's the way it is, though, for some reason. Um, I mean, we know what the reason is. It's because they're fucking racists. And it's yeah. just as simple as that. I mean, there are core material conditions that, that lead to racism, but for most people, racism is easy, easy enough to, to deal with. It's just like, oh, yeah, they're, they're not well like you, so that's all it takes. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention something earlier that we should have mentioned sure. during our, our prom day talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it, was a, it was a gif that got circulated very heavily on that Reddit and Twitter about the, the thing that sums up Bernie Sanders' whole campaign. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. And it, it's a gif. I'm not sure what he's doing, but he's like, it's just Bernie Sanders on the street talking in front of a camera. And then 
right by him, pushing a huge cart of packages, is an Amazon delivery driver who just looks over, pats Bernie on the shoulder, and gets back to his job. He raises the fist. Yeah, you're done. Walks away. It's so good. And it was like, yeah, this is this is exactly the movement. This man is trying to help this guy have better conditions, and he's all fucking for it. And that's who that's who Bernie Sanders' base is. His workers. That's that's who it is. Yep. And uh, we're, you know, if if we could just get to the rest of the workers, because I mean, so many of of people. I mean, you know, ninety nine percent to one percent. Most of us are. This disadvantaged class that people like Bernie Sanders want to help, and if we can just get enough people to realize that they're voting against their own interest, voting against their own interest—a a, a phrase I'm going to say probably a hundred times in the next year or two, probably more than that—we um, can get them to realize that Bernie can help, and people like Bernie, the policies that these people want to create, it's going to help us. And if we can just get people on that train, it'll be good. How hard that is. So far, daunting, but, you know, working on it. Daunting, but not impossible. Yes. Well, think about it. When's the last time you heard a politician actually address class other than Bernie Sanders? Not really, I mean, I mean now, all, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this election is getting big. But then most of them are just like, you know, people like Joe Biden, who are complete bootlickers, who are like, oh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to hurt anyone of any class of people. Rich people, I want them to stay rich and greedy and shitting on poor people as much as they want. And poor people, I want you to stay fucking dirt broke. I, I think everything is good the way it is. And so they, they basically just skirt around these class issues by just being like, you know what? I don't want anybody to lose or gain money. It reminds me of back in 08 when Obama was running. He talked about how we need to curb Wall Street Walmart. Walmart too, but <laughs> Wall Street's greed. We need yeah. to bring them to heel. And then he won in a crazy huge turnout of elections. An absolute fucking landslide. And then he did fucking nothing. He didn't prosecute a single banker. No Wall Street people ever went to jail. No one faced any repercussions. He just, he, he, he played the class warfare fiddle and then did not deliver. And that just sucks. It sucks. If I was him, my campaign slogan would have been "Curb Wall Street's enthusiasm." <laughs> but yeah, that sucks. I mean, that, and that's what I mean. Most politicians can do it these days. They can promise. I mean, there is there is no limit and no check system for what you promise in your campaign to what you at least attempt to deliver. You can promise anything you want and then deliver the exact opposite if you want. And we there is no actual system to prevent that from happening. But what about folks who promise nothing and deliver less than that? Like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And butt geek. Yeah, butt geek as well. These guys who, they like like I just said, Joe Biden is like, you know what? Um, there's nothing wrong with America. I'm just going to keep doing America the way it is. And uh, Kamala Harris, she wants fucking, she wants police to have more unchecked control. And, you know, these people, they have these, they have these weird you know what, let's just keep going uh, mentalities that, I mean, I don't, I mean, the fact that they have supporters is impressive to me because I just don't know who can get excited for that. Like, even if I was a fucking milk toast liberal, I just don't see what Joe Biden provides me in any of his speeches or any of his, like, media or, you know, 
Twitter or anything that actually makes me want to vote for him. I don't see what he has besides, oh, he was Obama's vice president. I don't see what he has. I don't see what any of these people have that can actually get me excited. People like Bernie can get me excited because they actually want change. So, Marcus. Yes. What, I mean, we haven't really heard much from you about this subject, so I'm, I'm curious. Like, what do you hear on a daily basis? Like, do you hear him about the election? Is anybody talking about it? Like, I mean, not really. People aren't really talking about it. Because, all right, at my workplace, there, I work with a lot of Hispanics. Mm-hmm. So, um, honestly, I've just been hearing about, like, the ICE things and uh, people are getting just deported left and right. I'm like, holy shit, like, because ICE, ICE has never really, like, affected me because, like, obviously I'm, I'm black dude, so they're not trying to deport me, but still, it's, like, really fucked up that they're just roving around, snatching people up and be like, yeah, just get out, like. What? That's not. It's not right. It's not fair, and it's bullshit. So that's sort of, sort of the conversation you're having at work, or you're hearing at work about about yeah. ice, basically. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hearing. Um, I'm hearing a lot about um, what is it, Bernie Sanders, and how <laughs> how a lot of um, his points uh, last last election and. 20, what, 2016 have become like um, I guess the staples of <laughs> the next coming election which is awesome because people are finally paying attention and yeah those those are the two things I've been talking to people about yeah I do think it's, it's nice that um, I mean whether the Democratic Party lets it happen or not I do think it's nice that um Bernie's followership has kind of evolved past the, you know, the meme of the, the Bernie bros and like all those people. I think that like there's now like even people who might not consider themselves like socialist or democratic socialist or leftists are, you know, agreeing with him because they're also able to see the problems and he's able to reach a little bit of a wider base and kind of bring people in. And I think that's that's really incredible. And it's going to it's going to go a long way. Um, whether or not Bernie Sanders ever becomes president, he's definitely going to go down as a very important person. I think in history, we're going to probably be reading about him in you know twenty odd years if the Earth is still around in twenty odd years. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think that's really nice. Um, you know, Bernie Sanders, like the last election, he was always considered in the, the. That was the weird thing they did with this campaign. We talked about it before. They made him into this fringe candidate, like. People love Bernie Sanders. He's great. We have no problem with him. There's no way he'll ever even get close to a nomination. And then the closer and closer he got to a nomination, they pushed that campaign. Like, oh yeah, he's fringe candidate. Just a little bit, a little spurts of support here and there. And then when they fucked him out of the nomination, the D- after the DNC did that, it was like, you know, hey, you know what? He put in a good effort, but sorry, it just didn't happen for you. It never was going to happen. So we're we're just glad you got the support that you did, Bernie. And I think that this year that's that's turning into some, you know, a much bigger wave. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's 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 uh, uh, promising to see that that um, people are to come around in some ways because, like, if Hillary Clinton had like preordained herself the nominee, and there was really no fighting that. I mean, Bernie Sanders announced his election run on his fucking lunch break in the Senate. Yeah. Just because he wanted to, like, someone to have a left voice against Hillary Clinton. And 
you know, didn't work out from the first time. And this time, of course, we got Joe Biden being the big motherfucking, like, gorilla in the room, sucking up all the air. But I am thinking that he is going to, uh, he's going to falter because he's Joe fucking Biden. He's done this shit two times before and he burned, he crashed and burned both times. Like, they just found out that in 1977, there's a great Joe Biden quote here. Y'all want to hear it? Sure. Oh, yes, please. Unless we do something about this, my children will grow up in a jungle. The jungle being a racial jungle with tensions having built so high that it's going to explode. This is about busing. Mm. Because Joe Biden was always an anti-integration politician. He always did not want, you know, for for black people and white people to be equal. Yeah. And like I said, I think a lot of that stuff, he's still coasting off of being Obama's vice president as his whole movement of, oh, I mean, I can't be racist. I was the first black president's vice president. What are you talking about? It's st- it's absolutely impossible for me to be racist. I have my non-racism card on me at all times. And yeah, I think that, I mean, people are kind of wising up to that. That Yeah, he's just kind of full of shit. Yeah, uh, Obama picked him to appeal to exactly that type of person. Exactly. People don't realize that, you know, good politician or not, politics is a strategy game. And sometimes you gotta, you know, watch the show Veep, guys. You gotta make some unpopular opinions to win. And I'm hoping that people like Bernie Sanders will change that system. Because he seems to only be doing what's true to himself. And I hope he can, he can keep that up. Like, yeah, and Bernie's had like the same message like for a long time. His whole fucking running. life, basically. <laughs> and it's it's about time he, he had a chance to put it to, into action. I remember folks saying they don't like Bernie because he doesn't change his mind. Like, because he's been right. <laughs> I love that people. That's one thing people are like. Oh, th- these uh these candidates are flip floppers. They change their mind too much, and now somebody doesn't change their mind, and they're like, "Whoa, what, what's this guy doing? Sticking to all message for eight straight years? What the or hell? Straight years? Yeah, for his whole damn life." Also, fun fact about Bernie Sanders: he's one of those guys who's like always been like forty or fifty years old. Like yep. even even go back to his younger pictures, he still kind of looks like an old guy. It's always kind of nice to see. That picture of him getting dragged away by the cops from a civil rights protest. Yeah. He just looks old. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> just an old-looking guy. And my favorite thing was somebody was like, oh, yeah, I like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren better because, you know, she was a Republican in the 90s and she changed, so she can change her mind. I'm like, that's not an endorsement. She was a Republican in the Reagan years. Yeah. The, some of the worst years to have been a Republican as far as, you know, your moral standing. Um, but I do want to point out a, a vicious, heinous lie that Joe Biden is perpetuating right now. And he keeps saying that we can't have Medicare for all because that would require getting rid of Obamacare. And the way he explains it is Bernie Sanders or whoever is going to eliminate Obama, like Obamacare and then hope Medicare for all passes. As if that's the fucking process they're going to take. Yeah, as if those are the, that's the only option. We can't do one and then the other. No, no, it has to be destroy your health care and then hope the Republicans vote for another one. And it's like, it's just a, it's a, it's 100% a bald-faced lie. Yeah. Also, I've, I have detailed many times in this podcast the way to make Medicare for all d- simple. All you do is go to the defense budget, cut it by 99%, 
And then all of these social programs we all want will be easily funded. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and all those military jobs people are doing, convert them into into just you know regular civil jobs. You know, boom, economy mm-hmm. solved. Got ourselves a brand new, uh, got ourselves a brand new uh, uh, civilian conservation corps, brand new WPA. Exactly. exactly. Um, I want to talk about two more things before we go. Go ahead. We're getting close to the end here. Start at number um, two, and we'll go back to number one. Okay, number two is this uh, picture that someone posted from, I guess, a YouTube conversation, maybe? Ah. Uh, yeah, I think it's YouTube. This looks like YouTube, yes. It is. Seth, you want to read, or Mark, how Marcus reads it to us? Marcus, do you want to read this to us? Oh, is this the one with <laughs> Tyrone Chillfoot? Chillyfoot, but yes. Chillyfoot. Continue. Okay, um... Cod is extremely political. You literally had a mission about killing Fidel Castro. Cod, by the way, oh, is Call of Duty. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Didn't fill all our listeners in. Yeah. Just because a game includes no, a d- political person, character. Okay, now uh, Jaster right, 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 Mareel <laughs> says... Just because a game includes a political character or takes place during a political time doesn't mean the game is political. Pause. Pause. <laughs> what is a political time? <laughs> is that just time? Oh. Remember those non-political times? Oh, man, I yearned oh, for those non-political God. days we had. Like cowboy days? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, no politics. politics. Go ahead, Marcus. Ooh, okay. Oh, um... He continues to say, um, in Call of Duty, it's all about stopping the bad guys from causing terrorism and shooting whatever country is fighting the U.S. rather than political decisions. <laughs> None of those things weren't a political decision, apparently. No, nope. Deciding who the bad guy in question is. Uh, defining what terrorism is. And what country is... whatever Shooting whatever country is fighting the U.S. as if they're just fighting to fight. No political backing oh, at all. Zero politics oh, in Call of Duty, y'all. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> this guy has convinced me. There's no <laughs> politics. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go to this guy with the non-political times. I want to point out real quick that the best part of this image, in my opinion, is the person who was logged in. It, their avatar is Joseph Stalin. Their, their avatar is Stalin. And it's just like, it's the perfect cherry on top of this entire image. It's just great. Once you notice that, you're like... Alright. I see who we're dealing with. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Marcus, for that dramatic uh, reading. Uh, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> um, so I did want to say one last thing. This is this is the last thing I want to talk about. Um, we were talking earlier about how uh, the Germans didn't do anything about the concentration camps. And I mean, there was a, a light resistance in Germany. A very light resistance. Yeah. But most folks went along with it. But I want to talk about the first person in America to die. Um, the first these person in America to die. Sorry, the first American hero since John Brown or Malcolm X or fucking uh, uh, any number of Black Panther members and and rebels and, and you know those kind of Emma Goldman those kinds of people um, to join this long list of, of of people and it's his name. Oh, well, sorry, their name was Willem Van Spronsen. Um, I say they because I'm not quite clear on this subject, but w- this person, uh, Vince Bronson, sometimes wrote under the name uh, Emma Derudi, 
and some people were saying that they were trans. Their comrades are saying that that was just a pen name they adopted um, to like not get doxxed, and they were they always used masculine pronouns and presented mas in masculine ways. But I'm just gonna say they just for now because I don't actually know. Um, they have an album on Bandcamp which is about their this whole thing. But they went to an ICE detention center in Tacoma, Washington, and they attacked it with um, a rifle and Molotov cocktails. And they actually did not attack the building itself. They attacked the, uh, the, the bus depot across the street trying to burn up some of those ICE buses they used to transport migrants, which is pretty smart, in my opinion. That's actually better than attacking the building because then you, you don't risk hurting any innocent people, you know? You're just destroying like like machinery of 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 you know uh, oppression, and so unfortunately they were killed by four police officers that showed up, and they didn't they didn't manage to cause a whole lot of uh, of damage to the place. But um, Vince Bronson um, slash Derudi um, is, in my opinion, the first the first hero of of what will hopefully be. A resistance to this to, that we will we will tear down these fucking camps whether we have to do it politically or physically one way or the other it's going to happen and I'm hoping that, he, that, that their death that their sacrifice will inspire more people yeah more power to them so uh, rest in peace uh, comrade Vance Bronson Derudi um, you are not going to be forgotten nice all right. Um, I do recommend anybody who's interested go go Google them. Look up their their manifesto. They left that manifesto. It's it's all um, free form poetry. It's it's very good in my opinion. It really talks about some, some true shit we should all think about. And yeah. So, do y'all have anything else for the week before we close out? No, not for me. No, not for me. All right. Well. Um, that was the Legos podcast. Um, I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Seth on Twitter at Life of Seth. I am not on Twitter yet. But you are on Instagram. I am on Instagram. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> at Mr. Beach. And do you do anything else? I also make the art for this podcast. He does. <laughs> Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been a guest on our episodes before, a lot of our movie reviews as well as some other episodes. So if you like it, go check him out. He also has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown where they talk about wrestling and they're both from the South. So if that sounds interesting, go check that out. Um, we, uh, you can need a horse for water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck Tom Brady and the movie First Reformed. Um, how high does Sycamore grow? Okay. Um, <laughs> we've stopped trying to solve our problems. We're just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York. That's the only podcast, baby. Out. Out. Peace.